Hey, everybody. Dexter Guff here. Um, welcome to Dexter Guff is Smarter Than You. This is season two, episode one, season two. A uh, bit of a reboot uh, for me. Um, very excited to be back. Very, very excited to put the past behind me. Um, for, for those of you that have listened to season one, you know, you know what happened. I wasn't well. Uh, I disappeared, literally. I mean, not I knew where I was. Uh, other people were looking. It doesn't matter. Uh, but season one, I was not well. I really don't want to reflect on that too much. I've kind of done my best to kind of put that behind me, package it away, uh, repress it, which I, I think most doctors would say is what you do with a bad experience. Just repress that. Um, but regardless, I'm here. I'm back. You're with me. And the reason I'm here is because I want to change your life, hopefully for the better. Um, that's always the goal. Can't guarantee that. I wouldn't do it. Legally, you wouldn't do that. But I am trying to change your life. I want you to be able to crush it. Anything that needs to be crushed in your life. That's what that's what we're doing here. Now, uh, season one is still up. Uh, couldn't take it down. I, Quite honestly, I, I don't know what the password was when we set it up. So frustrating. So it's it is still it's there. Uh, but if you need to go back and listen to it, sure, fine. You want to hear someone in a lot of pain? Go listen to it. That could be a learning experience. Um, I, myself, I can't listen to it. I can't go back there because I need to keep my eyes forward on season two. Dexter Guff 2.0 or maybe 5.0. Isn't that a bigger engine? That's that's what they have in like Maseratis. It's a 5.0. It doesn't matter the analogy. I'm back. You're back. And the reason we're back is because I'm going to serve you up some thought dogs. So I hope you're hungry. Now let's get ready for season two and let's do this thing. Tammy, that's your cue. Let's do this. D, this is going to be fun. I dare you to listen. It's time. E. On your mental treadmill, what takes priority? Your goals or your dreams? Dexter Cup. X. Technology. Entertainment. Design. Throw that out the window. That's old news. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on now. What was your biggest failure? No, no, no. Let me guess. I don't think you're ready. I'm Dexter Guff, and I'm smarter than you. <sighs> it feels good to be back. It really does. I mean, I didn't know how I'd feel today. I thought it'd be very emotional. Uh, fortunately for me, it's not at all. Um, but I am back and in a new studio, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, and with, but with an old face, uh, Tammy. Tammy, of course, for those of you that don't know, uh, is the uh, technical engineer of the show. Uh, this year, I'm giving her title producer, but she's mostly just kind of running the board. So, but Tammy, it's nice to, I'm glad you're here. And, and also, uh, Tammy, recently you had a forehead reduction surgery. Is that right? Which I didn't even know that was something, but it is. And it's, your forehead looks great. I mean, really, I can't, you can, your hairline does look significantly closer to your eyebrows. Um, and it looks great. It's, is it like a Mariah Carey kind of thing? Um, or a, a Don Draper? Like it's, it's great. It's a nice, you have a nice forehead now. Um, so I'm glad to have you back, Tammy, and uh, it's it's and I'm glad to be back. And Tammy was the one that actually procured this uh, brand new studio hookup for us, uh, and this is amazing. You, who who did you say recorded here their album? Hootie, Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, I thought it was so more impressive. Okay, well, Hootie and the Blowfish recorded here, so at least, anyways, it's professional, um, but it's nice. So this, are you saying this is Hootie's old mic? Oh my God. 
where has this thing been? <laughs> I know how those rock and rollers do it. Gross. Um, so, okay, so we are back, and we have got an incredible, incredible interview. She is a writer, creator, producer, uh, comedian, actor, performer, uh, <laughs> director. I mean, it, it, the, the, the list goes on. Uh, I am talking about Catherine Reitman, uh, who also comes from a famous family. That's cool. Uh, so, you know, we don't have that in common, but that's cool. I want to talk about that. Uh, and also, she is here to talk about her Emmy-nominated show, Working Moms, which she has now just got on Netflix. So this is so much to talk about, so much to unpack, uh, so many details to see uh, how she did it. So we're going to do that later in the show. Can't wait to talk to her. Uh, and actually, it was Tammy that arranged this interview. Uh, I don't know how the hell you did that, Tammy, but great get. That's amazing. Um, and another interesting thing about Tammy uh, and how it relates to the Reitmans is, Tammy, you were a background performer in the original uh, Ghostbusters. Is that right? Well, she's, she's, yep, she's nodding her head. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Tammy had said this uh, just earlier this morning that she was in the scene where uh, uh, Rick Moranis, uh, they've got the Marshmallow Man, uh, skies opening up, the Marshmallow Man going through the streets of New York, and there's a scene where there is a Chrysler minivan, a beige or gold, gold, gold minivan, and Tammy is sort of bent over, crouched behind it in a blue K-way coat. And that's Tammy um, with, the, with the original forehead, so it's a bit bigger, but... Uh, so that's pretty cool. So if you go back, take a look on that. The original Ghostbusters, look for Tammy. She's crouched behind a gold minivan. Uh, good job, Tammy. Uh, so, okay. So we are talking to Catherine Reitman later in the show. Cannot wait for that interview. But right now, let's focus on the meat and bones of this show, uh, which is to help change your life. Won't you join me hand in hand? Let's walk into the Thought Palace for today's thought release. Take a breath. When you're at the end of your rope, when you've come to a point in your life that's rock bottom, where do you go? What happens next? It wasn't that long ago, I was faced with that exact problem. I was living in my parents' basement, and to make matters worse, uh, they live in Bakersfield. So... Not only was I in a basement, I was in a basement in Bakersfield. I was at rock bottom. A very good friend of mine reached out to me. Very successful friend. A very powerful uh, titan of industry. Uh, Steve Jobs. Not, not that Steve Jobs. A different Steve Jobs. Uh, still killing it in the tech space. Uh, just not as, as good as that Steve Jobs. And regardless, a, a friend of mine said to me, Dex, you're at rock bottom. It's time to pull your bootstraps up. And start a new beginning. And that, that kind of captured my imagination for a second. I said, new beginning? Beginning? I mean, this last chapter of my life had a great new beginning. I was killing it in all manner of business, speaking engagements, podcast. I was doing it all. I had houses in Los Angeles, golf chalets in Phoenix. Uh, I had three McLarens, one of which I'd never even driven. There's no point. It was just kind of one that was in the living room just to look at and say, yep, I own that. That was my beginning but it ended in a basement in Bakersfield. And that's when the thought struck me. It's not about new beginnings. It's about new endings. Think about it. When you go to a movie, 
you go to see the beginning of the movie? No. You go to see the end. At the beginning of the movie, that's when you're out getting your popcorn, uh, hitting the head, uh, you know, putting the vodka in the soda from the machine, sneaking in five minutes in. Movie makers know. No one's watching the beginning. Let's do a little exercise. Take a breath. (sighs) Imagine yourself in a cube. Blank white walls in a cube. That is your future. Now, in the cube, there's a ladder. Now, think about where you are on the ladder. Are you at the bottom of the ladder? Are you at the top of the ladder? What else is in that cube? Is there, do you have, is there, a, is there an ATM in the cube? Are you in the cube with an ATM, a ladder, and a, a McLaren? I don't know the ending of this exercise. And that's the point. I didn't think about what the end of the cube metaphor should be. And if I did, if I put focus on what the ending would be, then this exercise would have a point. But it doesn't. All it had was a pretty cool beginning of you thinking about being in a blank cube with a ladder, ATM, Maserati, you're halfway up the ladder, It's kind of a cool image. I like that. But I don't know where the hell it ends. And that's why, for me, in my life, I'm not thinking about the beginning anymore. I'm focusing on a new ending. And my new ending has me being a very successful business person, successful relationships, making a lot of money, killing it in the the podcast space, helping people out. That's my new ending. It's a happy ending. I'm giving myself a happy ending. And that's what I want you to do. Don't think about the beginning. Where do you want your life to end? Not in a morbid way, in in a successful way. A happy ending. And that is today's thought release. Wow, that was great. That, that was amazing. Uh, I hope you tried that at home. I hope you closed your eyes uh, and did that visualization thing. Or, or if you're driving, I hope you did not close your eyes. But when you get home, close them. Do it. Because I did it. I actually did it. And uh, that was, I saw that ladder. That was really cool. Um, hope that was helpful. Um, anyways, uh, very soon we will be talking to Catherine Reitman, who is sitting here. Uh, did you close your eyes? Well, her mic's not on, so it doesn't matter, but she's saying yes, she did. So I hope that, well, that's cool. Um, so we are going to be back very shortly to talk to Catherine Reitman. But right now, uh, probably the most important part of the show, uh, let's sell some stuff. We all want to manifest success. We all want to play on that huge stage. You know what I mean? Put me in, coach. Give me the ball. (laughs) Uh, Not me. I'm not really a sports guy, but regardless, you get the analogy. We want to be the quarterback of our own lives. Um, In which case, put me in, give me the ball. Okay, I get it because the quarterback's throwing it. Uh, I just want to move forward because I don't like that sports analogy. Who wrote that? It doesn't matter. Today's guest, she's not a quarterback. (laughs) At least I don't know. We'll find out. But she is a triple threat manifester she is an actor she is a director 
uh, or uh, maybe I could be Directrix. Directrix. I want to get this. I want to get this gender accurate. Okay, I've already said too much. She's also a producer. You've seen her on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Blackish, and her recently Emmy-nominated show Working Moms, which she created and stars in. Of course, I'm talking to Catherine Reitman. Woo! <laughs> that was a hell of an intro. I'll tell you what, I got lost in the whole sports thing. I think I pulled out of that pretty seamlessly. But you some, did. Some no, you were this... in the pocket, which is another sports analogy. Absolutely. Well, I guess so because it is basket basketball. I think pockets football. Or okay, well let's Tammy well, get on that. And we'll check in. We'll see if that is anything. But Catherine Reitman, I, I am so. What a thrill to have you in studio. Thanks for having me. And you're killing it. You're crushing it. Oh, thanks. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Working Moms. This is the season three. It is. And that means, like, first of all, you're killing it. But then in a bigger way, you're killing it because you've moved it into the big stage. United States of America, Netflix. It's a big time now, right? It's pretty exciting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Netflix. I mean, how much did you soak them for? Oh, uh, well, um, I'm not really at liberty to like share the numbers exactly. Uh, well, you can write it down. I won't say it on the podcast, but I'd love to just know that number. I'm just curious. I don't think I'm going to, pockets. but um, it, it, okay. we, we have broken even and okay. we're covering the show, which is wonderful. Broken even? That yeah. sounds like that sounds like a nightmare. I mean, breaking even well, is kind of like that's where that's I mean, that has to happen. Exactly. And okay. that, I think that's one of the big struggles. Okay, well, this is interesting. Um, so let me, I would love to, you know what, we can do this and we can do this afterwards. This will be pro bono. I'd love to just deconstruct that contract. Let me see if I can't get you something a little bit better. I don't know people at Netflix, but I do know how business works. Uh, but regardlessly of that, um, tell me about being nominated for an international Emmy. What did you go? We went, we okay. went, it was in New York a few weeks ago and we lost, <sighs> um, which is not as exciting. I know for the God podcast. I could say I won if it makes... No, no, it's fine. Actually, let's do that. Okay, cool. So you won... Okay, actually, yeah, we'll go back on this. Hey, Tammy, we'll go back on this. Um, so you won for an international Emmy for... in. You did it in New York. Let's put it in L.A. You were in L.A. on the red yeah. carpet, and you won an international Emmy. It was so hot out, and we won. It was so. It felt so good. My God, I always wonder yeah. that. You know, on those days, it's like, why? It's like you're in a suit, or you're in a nice gown, but it's so hot. I know, and I, I was. I was in the nicest yeah. gown. And then we won. Oh, my God. And I kept crying because of, of me winning, not losing. Sure, sure. Yes, yeah. And I, yeah, because yeah. I won, right? That's and right. I, I charged yeah. the stage. Oh, my God. Because I won. Yeah. And um, I just, I gave this beautiful <laughs> speech and my father cried because oh, I won. And that's right. And I forgot about this, of course, because you're, you're, you come, there's a lot of business, a lot of entertainment in your family. Your father's Ivan Reitman. Yep. And your brother's Jason Bateman. Nope. And I, Sorry, uh, Jason Reitman. Uh, nope. Yeah. No, I've got not on my notes here. Jason Bateman is your brother. I'm a big fan of Jason Bateman. Okay. He's a very talented Me actor. Me too. But not, not related. Okay, so this is, well, this well we can agree to disagree because I have it in my notes. Um, so you grew up in Hollywood, Bright Lights of Hollywood. Ah, killer. Uh, and who, so what is that like? I mean, is it just constantly, you know, getting picked up from school and then the next thing you know, you're on the red carpet. Uh, you know, you're eating a catered meal by the Ivy. Is, is that what it is? Was that what it was like? Um, I'm, I hate to disappoint you. It wasn't. I mean... I have a, you know, I have a Canadian family and okay. it was really important that we, everyone was home for Did dinner Did you invite the Canadian and... family to Hollywood at times? No, sorry. My, my parents are Canadian. So. But they lived in Hollywood. Correct. 
Okay. And what about for anybody that wants to grow up as the child of somebody in Hollywood? How would they do that? Well, that's a, um, I don't really know. I guess you, if their parents had talent in uh, right. storytelling or, or if act- there's a way to get those parents, because that would be interesting, because I like the childhood you're describing, and it might be for children who are listening, of which there's probably not a lot, but if they encourage their parents to get into the game in Hollywood, that might be an interesting path. You think kids should tell their parents to get into the entertainment industry? It's probably more interesting than having an insurance salesman for a dad. I don't know. I think insurance is kind of cool. And frankly, uh, the more ex- longevity. Experientially, I can promise you it's not. Um, oh, but okay. regardless, so this is cool. And so what, because I'm thinking about my own kids, if I have them. Uh, you are know, you in I'm, a relationship? I've been in four marriages. Those are done. Uh, and fortunately, fortunately for me, uh, at that time, for a number of reasons, we didn't, I, I, I was doing a lot of cycling or just however the, the shape of the saddle of the bike, we didn't have kids, but, but if I do, if we can figure this out and I find that right person down the road and I do have kids, I'm assuming they're going to have the experience that you had, which is having a very famous dad. Um, I don't think that's how it works really. I mean, it would, it would mean that you would have to have any interest do you want to be in the entertainment industry? I would. Is this an invite? Uh, I'd love to. I this, don't, you've piqued my interest. I'm not sure what I can I have, offer you. I have one movie idea. Okay, what is it? It's about. It is about a podcaster who becomes a famous dad. If he can get his Vans Nefris tubules fixed. Sorry, what was that? What happened to your mom? Uh, why didn't she's alive. She, no, but why she didn't, she couldn't, she's, she didn't strike a deal. She's not, or is she? Strike is she a deal with what? Entertainment. Is she, she, she was, she was a model and an actress and actually directed a movie called Casual Sex when I was a kid. Well, I don't have that in my notes. So Victoria I guess. Victoria Jackson. Okay. Leah no. Thompson. No, I don't think so. No, it, she sure. did. Are she, those character names or are those real people? Those are actresses. Okay. Well. One of them was on Saturday Night Live. You know what? I think we've gotten off off track here because i want to get back to i want to get back i want to get back to working moms okay now you're a mom you're a mom yeah you know about being a mom and i want to deconstruct this just a pinch here because i like in why would a mom um why would a mom pick favorites with her kids hypothetically speaking sorry i feel like this isn't about Hmm? is this about your mom uh i mean it uh, this is a, more of a hypothetical situation, but I, what I'm saying, and, and it does align with my own personal life, yes, but I'm not asking for me. I'm asking the hypothetical situation uh, of a mom uh, clearly favoring, you know. Are you crying? No. no. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. We can take a... No, no, no. Is no, he okay? No. 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 I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. I had, uh, uh, yesterday I had some uh, Thai, uh, some coconut shrimp and uh, uh, spice, uh, a spicy dip in that, and it's still, I may have some on my fingernails. Mm. I want to talk about moms, and okay. I want to talk about why a mom would have a favorite, hypothetically, regardless of how that aligns to my own personal situation, and why would they do that? Okay. Um, well, it's I, so not nurturing. Um, you're right. You're right, and it's unfair. I, uh, yeah. I have two kids. I don't, well, <sighs> maybe, you got a you favorite? Know, I mean, yeah, actually, yeah. there is one who's just a little more. What did they do that I didn't? Do you have any siblings? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you want... Um, well, Catherine, you really took this interview to a pretty dark place, and I, I was hoping that we wouldn't go there. I kind of got emotional there, and I wish you hadn't steered us in that way. But regardless of that, let's get back to, uh, you know, now entertainment and moving forward. 
I want to deconstruct that contract. Let's see if what we can't get from Netflix. No, thank I don't you. need too much. 5%. It's even, that's better than most agents. Certainly the most managers. That's 10% of the, the deal's really closed. So there's well, no need to you know reopen what? it. And this is something that, you know, and this is what happens a lot in entertainment. People always get this wrong. A deal is never closed. Uh, except, that's not true. Well, car leases, they, they are. But the, and in most deals, it's not. Anyways, regardless, we can look at that because I'd love to get you something sweet. Get you some of that Netflix coin because those guys have deep pockets. And that's a football <laughs> analogy. That, that was really good. <laughs> or pool, pool, pool. That's it. <laughs> pool pockets. Um, well, Catherine, thank you so much for doing this. An absolute pleasure. It was really nice to meet you. I hope you contact your mom and... and- uh, it was a hypothetical, but it would be kind of. I'd be curious to hear if my mom had heard the listen to the program today. Are you crying no, again? No, no, no. Tammy, we're out. Wow, what a great interview! That was fantastic, uh, Catherine Reitman. Thank you. Uh, for being on the program. That was a great interview. Now, uh, for you listening, if you want to see Working Moms, which is Catherine's uh, incredible show, Emmy-nominated show, uh, you can check it out on Netflix. Uh, so go and look for that, Working Moms. Or if you are in Canada, maybe you're stuck there, or I have no idea what, why you're there, but if you are, you can watch it on CBC, which is Canada's HBO, I think, something like this. Uh, Anyways, if you're there, watch it there. But then also ask yourself, what am I doing in Canada? It's freezing right now. Um, Okay, Uh, so that was a great interview. Um, One thought, though, uh, Catherine, this is for you if you're still, if you're listening. Um, I'm not sure why you were trying to steer the interview uh, so that I would talk about my relationship to my mother. That was a bit heavy-handed on your part. Just I wouldn't do that in future interviews with other people. Just a thought for you, something for you specifically to take away. Uh, but nevertheless, Catherine Reitman, thank you for being on the show. And for you at home, uh, ask yourself this. Uh, what are your triple threat qualities? Uh, we know what Catherine's are. We know that I've got uh, certainly more than three. Uh, but for you at home, uh, are you a triple threat? Uh, are you coach of your daughter's Little League softball team while being a very respected notary republic in your community? And you can make an incredible apple apple pie. Uh, let me know what your triple threat is. I would love to find out. Hit me up on social media. Find me on Twitter at DexGuff. That's at D-E-X-G-U-F-F. And of course, I'm on Instagram. Uh, and so until next week, have a great week. Go out there, destroy your life in a positive way. Uh, and I will see you in one week's time. For now, D-Guff, out. <laughs>